It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Dead of Night Discourse for Disco Queens. I'm related to Jedward and Dolly Parton. Dairy Farmers aye, aye. and Distant Fathers. Yeah, whatever. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. Doing lots of things that we don't know about, we can't control. On Talk Radio. Yes, great. Uh, this is very exciting for me. Um, I love The Who. Love the small faces. The faces I'm not so m- massively excited about, but I do like quite a bit of their tracks. The small faces, though, flipping heck. Um, and the drummer for all of those groups, well, was certainly for The Who for the last couple of years, was Kenny Jones. Um, he replaced Keith Moon. And um, he's got an autobiography out. And, uh, you know, I love the small faces. I love The Who with Kenny. The song, some of the songs they did were, were really, really good. Um, and there's a great VHS, but no, it's great Betamax actually. I used to have of the Who live in 1982, I think, in North America with Kenny on the drums. And um, anyway, he's a legend, right? And you may not know him. He's the only surviving member of the Small Faces left, and you, you may not have heard of him before. But he's got an autobiography out where he talks about his life and talks about being a rock and roll drummer and talks about oh, and there's an exclusive reveal in this about the small face uh, the faces possibly getting back together so we recorded this about seven o'clock tonight this is me having a chat with kenny jones kenny jones can you hear me yes i can oh flipping heck mate hello mate my name's ian what a thrill to speak to you how are you doing it's nice to be alive to speak to someone <laughs> <laughs> oh mate honestly i'm such a fan i i I, I'm so thrilled to have you on. Thank you so much. You That's got right, the book out. You. We are going to plug the shit out of your book, man. I promise you. Um, oh, good. <laughs> if you like it. Well, I'm halfway through it. I'm loving it. Now, listen, when I was growing up, one of the key videos I had was The Who uh, Live, and I think it was in Canada, that 1981-82 tour yes, that, right, yeah. that you did. And it was, it was such a great concert and such a great video. And I just... Uh, what let's talk about the Who first, and we'll jump around a bit. What was it like replacing Moon in the Who? Well, I never started out to replace Keith Moon in the, in the Who uh, because basically, when I when Pete asked me to join the band, yeah, and we had a meeting on it, I said, "Look, there's no way I, I I'm just forming a band of my own with Blin Johns, and it was just about to get a million and a half dollars, which is a lot of money in those days, for a brand new band. Yeah, uh, it's half American, half English, and I said, "Look." I've just about to put pen to paper to sign this contract, and we've, you know, we've we're kind of done, done a lot of work on it. I said, so I really feel awkward about sort of as much as I'd like to sort of work with you. I said, I, I'm already working with someone, so my, I'm committed, you know, so I can't do it. And he, we talked about it for two hours, having a good old laugh and a chinwag, and he said, 
where he said, well, he then came right out with it. He said, Kenny, you've got to join. You've got to join the band. You're one of us. You're you're a mod. Wow. <laughs> and yeah. I said, I, I said well, you, you know, I played on my own emotions, which was great, and it worked because basically I said, look, I said I can't. There's no way I can emulate or even try to to, to copy Keith because Keith was a good friend of mine, and not only that. There's only one drummer for the Who, and always will be only one drummer for the Who, and that's Keith Moon in my book, right? I said, but, you know, I said, oh, I couldn't copy anything he does. I'm not going to, but, you know. And he said, well, look, in many ways, because Keith, we now, because Keith's gone, we now have a chance to do something completely different. Yeah. So that's when I went, okay, that sounds interesting. So I said, look, okay. I said, okay, then uh, let me go back to the rest of the band, and uh, the one I was forming in, in, with Ben Johnson, and just talking over with them. Um, he said, "Okay, great." He said, I said, "But you know, I, I can't do that." I said, "I'm not going to. I'm not going to copy Keith anyway." I said, "There's certain fills I can do that which I would love to play because they are really interesting fills that Keith did." I said, "But right, playing off the wall like he does is uh, not easy." So he said, "No, no, okay." So I went back and had a word with the band. Told them, I said, "Look, I've been asked to join the." Uh, and, and they said, Kenny, you've got to do it. Yeah. I said, okay. So it was so kind. And I said, okay, great. So I did end up joining The Who. Uh, but we, uh, And then I found myself in Shepherd and Phil Studios, rehearsing and lear- learning the whole of The Who's repertoire within, just in two weeks. <laughs> and I was making all kinds of... My, my, my um, training for... Well, my experience with doing sessions came in handy when yeah. I... Was writing everything out. I wasn't writing music out. I was writing a paraphrase of what my own understanding of what it was. Right. So, so I could understand and cope with the arrangement. And did you? So were I, you nervous, Kenny? Because obviously you've been in the faces and the small faces, and you played big gigs. But but were you nervous in those no, first never, rehearsals? I, I, I had no. Yeah, I was a little bit apprehensive, but uh, I, I never had time to be nervous. To be honest, because I wasn't nervous because all the band it's like being in one band and Small Faces and the Faces used to tour hell of a lot around Europe and England and then you know Australia and whatever New Zealand so we'd done an awful lot of work together and also I'd, work, I'd always work with, with Pete Townsend just doing demos with him yeah. so and so we, we're all used to working with each other so I wasn't nervous in that respect like I said the only thing that I was concerned about or apprehensive about was actually learning the Who's repertoire yeah so well, yeah, the concerts, the concerts I've heard, that video and the live album, I loved. And uh, do you know what? I've got a soft spot for those last two albums, the face, uh, face dances, and um, it's hard. I think there's they, yeah. they get a bit of flack, but uh, compared to classic Who albums, but there's some great yeah. songs on there. You bet, you bet. Um, Athena, it's yeah, hard. You bet, you bet. It's great. There's I some think, brilliant songs on there, man. Yeah, and cry. Yeah, there's some great stuff. What was I've read, and you can tell me if this is true or not, that it was that, that Pete was on side, John was on side, but things were a bit tricky with you and Roger. Well, everyone was on side when I when I, when I joined the band, um, and even Roger was told the Sunday Times that um, he'd had a séance with someone, and Keith what? talked to him through this séance Ouija board and said, um, you know, there's only one drummer, uh, Kenny's got to join the band. Wow! So, wow! So that's, well, that's, that's in print. But what, what's happened? What we, we started to play and uh, doing the first few gigs and God knows, and then we started to tour. And it worked quite extensively. And I think we got to Roger to be honest. 
you know, we turned away, and then suddenly, you know, he wouldn't do anything, and then he'd go around and say the same case to me. Kenny, hang on one second. We're losing you ever so slightly. I don't know. I know you. I don't know if you're in your mansion. I don't know if you can move to the West Wing no, or the I'm East in, Wing. In, no, yeah, I'll move about. So you tell me if it's there. Okay. We go. I, I, How's that? Right. That's good. I'm standing, just looking at the bar now. Do not move from that bar, however tempting it may be. So go on. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. yeah you, you did those. You did those gigs. And, uh, and what was Roger like? Well, it's great. No problem. It's all getting great. But I think what happened was there was a build up in Roger's mind. That you know, every time you know, he'd look around. Instead of seeing Keith, yeah, he'd see me, and I think that got to him a little bit. And also, my drumming style was was different to uh, being all over the place, you know, like Keith. So I think I should have put myself in Roger's shoes at the time and, and learned to understand what he was going through. And I, and I didn't, unfortunately. But I did say that in the book. I just said uh, so one, uh, one of the great things about writing the book is that I can put myself back in time and, and explain the way I felt at the time but I don't feel like that anymore in certain cases because yeah. time heals so I, I know I, I now say in the book and I'm trying to explain I should have I should have understood a little bit more where Roger was coming from I didn't that's being young or whatever and 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 I, I should have corrected myself in certain things I should have done I didn't but I I, I you know, I've had time to live with it. So there you go. You you played with them. You played with them a while. You obviously you did kind of the the early eighties. Then there was Live Aid, and then there was the I think it was it the Brits Award as well. Did Not you? The, yeah, yeah, no. There's lots of them in between all that as well. Yeah. Did you feel bad that you didn't get asked when the first tour that they didn't use you? Did you get a phone call saying, "Look, Kenny, we're going with someone else," or or, or did you just kind of see it advertised? No, no, I, I, I knew it. So I knew that I knew that it was. When, when after we did live, I, I knew that we that was it. You know, I just thought it's not going to happen. So, and also, I was already forming a band with Paul Rogers, right? Called called the Law. So I was I was out. I was I just I wanted to work. I wanted to work with Paul. So I, I, no no problem because I, I just thought well, okay, you know, I'm glad to have helped out the Who in some way, and that was that. Um, when was the last time you sat behind a drum kit? Oh, I, I, last summer. To be honest, I haven't I, I been behind the drum kit for about for about a month now. Uh, it's only because I've been I've, I've been moving and God knows I've been really busy. Yeah. But I, I love playing drums. That's all I do, and I play drums all day long until someone takes me off them. I was going to say, do you do you still do it for fun? You still get great pleasure of sitting there and bashing away. Well, I, I've got my own band, so I, you know I've got no choice. It's, uh, <laughs> It's it's a wonderful band. It's the best band I've ever been. Go on, who's the, what's, what's the, who's in the band? What's the band? Uh, it, well, it started out with Rick Wills on bass yeah. from Foreigner, right? And then Robert Hart, who who's, uh, took who's in Bad Company for a bit, and then Dave Bucket Caldwell, who was also in Bad Company, um, and uh, it went on like that for um, uh, you know quite a few years. We had a hit record in. Uh, it's just well, about ten years ago we formed, probably a bit longer. But yeah. we had a hit record in America called Angel uh, about about seven or eight years ago. Yeah, wow, which is fantastic. So we went to number one. Who'd have thought in the sixties when everyone's saying this music is is plastic, it's never going to last? Who'd have thought in the twenty first century you'd still be having hits? Yeah, well, you know what? It's, it's funny because there was a guy called Ron King, right, in nineteen sixty five when we just signed to uh, Don Arden and. Uh, and we had a meeting because he, he was a promoter and he lived in Ilford. Yeah. Right. And after the meeting, 
he gave me a lift back to because I couldn't drive then. I was uh, I was too young to drive, and he had to go right through the east end to get to his place in Ilford, and he dropped me off in Commercial Road where I used to live, and uh, and he said on the way he said he said look you've you've only got three months in in this career, Kenny. He said <laughs> so what, he said what do you want to do? He said he said you want to end up uh, you know ending up end up having a nice car like this and be like me. And I said. So I said, okay. So I shut the door. When he drove off, I went, the last thing I want to do is end up having a car like this and being like you. I just walked <laughs> off. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So here we are. Here we are. Fifty-five years. It's nuts. Do you? Um, I, I always felt sorry for drummers. I played a little bit bit in bands. I was a bass, right? Because I'm not very good, but I could get away with it. But I always felt sorry for drummers because there's so much to carry with a guitar. You just slip, slip it on your back. But when you when you're young and you're starting out, you've got you've got you know all the toms, the snare. You've you've got everything. How did you do it in the in the early days? Well, I used to put it on a bus. No, you didn't. <laughs> I did, yeah, to go and see Ronnie Lane when Ronnie Lane and, and I met. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, he, I lived in Stepney and he, he lived in uh, just the other side of Stratford. Yeah. And uh, so what I did was I only took the basics, I only took one cymbal stand, yeah. one cymbal, hi hat, and a snare drum, a couple of sticks, and that was it on the bus. That's still and, a and big old thing to carry around with you, man. When you're determined, you will do anything to make it work. You, did, you didn't want to be a drummer, though, to start with. Though. I got this right. You, want, you wanted to be, bizarrely, kids, here's some trivia, you wanted to play the banjo. Of course, yeah. Rock and I, roll, I, I, man! I wanted, to, I wanted to be like Don, Lonnie Donegan when I saw him with Six Lives Special. Yeah. Um, and the Skiffle Group, and uh, he was singing Rock on the Line. I just fell in love with the sound of the banjo. 
you know, the song was great too, but the banjo was just made that great sound. So I've got a banjo now. I bought one eventually. Can you play it? No, I thought I've got a rocking chair as well. So I thought <laughs> when I get old enough and feel that stupid, I'll f- get in the, ro- the, the, the rocking chair. Come on, Val Dunican. With my banjo. Yeah, I bought the wrong banjo though. So I, 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 I was I wanted the George Formby one. You know, the rhythm one. Yeah. But instead of that, I fell in love with this mother of pearl, wonderful banjo. But it's a, a lead banjo. So it's the, the next really long one out. It's not a five string, is it? Because the five str- the five yeah. string ones are really hard to play. Yeah, it's a fire string. Yeah. Good luck, mate. We've run, str- we've run string lower down the neck. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good luck with that. When you first sat yeah. behind a drum kit, was it that kind of that magical moment where you you just felt at home, or or, or was it? Did it take no, a bit I, longer? I, I, I felt I felt at home, and I, it was a it was a, it was a, a complete thing of discovery. I was discovering the sound and how to play it. It was fascinating for me, so I was totally hooked. I, you know, for a while I did just playing on the snare drum. A little bit, and then you know, now for the higher, and then bits and pieces, and then they've got the bass drum and whatever. And I played like that for a while, you know. Then I thought, I wonder what that's for there, that tom tom in front of me. Mm. So I, I used to hear that a little bit. Okay, then I, okay. So I experimented, do do little roles, and I watched people. And so I, I got to, I got to um, learn learn my way around the drum kit, which is, and I used to polish it a lot because basically, I, every drummer uh, loves polishing their drum kit. And yeah. Until they get fed up with it one day and get a roadie to do it. It's the best way to when, to, to crush your instrument and love it. Yeah. Oh no, I think I think you're absolutely right. I'm just funny enough. I'm just I'm, I'm just watching this um, recent documentary about um, Eric Clapton, and he's talking about you know B, the BB King and all of the stuff. And I was wondering yeah. who did you have any drumming influences, any heroes, or you know like the Gene Krupa's and all of that. You thought oh, yeah, I fancy no, a bit of that. Gene, Gene Krupa was around. Yes, I, I saw him on sheet music along with Buddy Rich. Um, but when I, I I learned to play drums to uh, a couple of records that my mum and dad and. 78s in the, in, the, in the house. One of them was 12 Street Rag and the theme tune to Rawhide. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> but 12 Street Rag was great because he's like, boom, you know, it's jazz, man. So I just, I, just, I just took the jazz straight away. Um, um, I, the, the small faces, I love the small faces, and, and, and it frustrates me that they, most people know them for Sha La 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 Lee and Lazy Sunday afternoon. Yeah. And yet there are some amazing, you guys did some amazing deeper cuts. I mean, I know, I think it was a single as yeah. well, actually. Things like The Universal and. There's tin Soldier. Yeah, no, they're Tin Soldier, man. Not what not a flake. song. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Ogden's Not Gone Flake is, is out on vinyl now. And oh. it came straight in the charts. It's number seven in the vinyl charts. That's higher than it d- did the first time round, isn't it? No, no, it got to number one. For did it get three. to number one? Okay, because yeah. I, I, this is like the, I'm going to use the C word, the concept album, very loosely, with um, uh, yeah. Professor Stanley Unwin and stuff. And um, right, yeah. it's, a, it's a great album, isn't it? Yeah, I'm very, I'm very proud of what I did on that, drumming-wise and everything. And one of the other tracks I like is uh, Green Circles. Yeah. And I... I was doing lots of sessions with big bands, so I was playing big fills. When I used to come back with the small faces, we'd go to the studio. I'd, I'd, I'd introduce my big fills to them. That's how I got into it. And then the other, the other one I loved was it, it's not a small faces song, but it's written by by Stephen Ronnie, and I ended up playing on it by accident. But all of us did Mac as well. So the all the small faces are playing on it. So and it's called If You Think You're Groovy, but. And for Pete Arnold, oh, I love I love the drumming on that. 
We love Kath, me and Catherine, my producer. We love PPR. I forgot, of course, the small face. You were that. You were a backing band. Both for that month, yeah. Um, I, well, I didn't know that you you were doing like big band sessions in between oh, yeah, did, faces, yeah, small faces sessions. Yeah. yeah, no, I did them all. What I, did, I played on so many other people's records. So it's unbelievable. Um, wait, when you come in and go, hey, I've just been doing this with a big band. What what would Stevie Marriott say? Oh, it's just, it's just, he was too busy writing songs and, you know, we were too busy doing our own recording. Yeah. You know, and they, I think they, they, they knew I enjoyed doing sessions, so they were just encouraging me to do them, you know. But they would never, they were, those, I don't think they could have get, got up in time to do them during the day. Right. Let's put it that way. I did. Did you go, have I got this right? Did you guys live together for a while, a bit like the monkeys? 22 Westmoreland Terrace, Kimlicker. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And was it as much fun as the monkeys, or was it? I, I imagine it was a bit funky and a bit dirty. I, I wasn't. I wasn't there all the time. We rented this, or Don Arndt rented this house for us, and our next door neighbour was uh, on a blackman, oh, and I really fancied her. We all fancied her, so and she, we just all for her every time she came out. Until one day, I found out she was old, as old as my mum, and I went, "Oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but you know what? She, she looked great. She, she's stunning. She still looks stunning. St- I, you know what? I still fancy her. She still looks stunning. Um, Don Arden, of course, famously was a was a tough old manager. That you know the rumours of him hanging someone out of the window by their feet. Did you ever see yeah. any of his shenanigans, or, or, or was he delightful with you boys? He was delightful with me because he knew my background. Right, my background's from the I'm an East Ender. Yeah, so I, I, I knew all the, all the hoods and the Craytons of my my well, distant cousins of mine. Wow. So he's lucky to be alive. Well, he was at that time. Were the Cray twins actually your distant cousins? Because my nan would always say the Cray twins were our distant cousins. Yeah, well, you know what? Everyone's related in here, so yeah, <laughs> I think they are. My my mum grew up on the Essex Road, and which is just a little yeah. bit more central. But yeah, oh yeah, the Cray twins. My nan claimed she was at a funeral that the Cray twins were at once, and I I, I wonder how much of that is actually true. Yes, yeah, so, well, I think if people talk about it. There's got to be an element of truth about it. Yeah. You know, otherwise there's no point in it. So you can't make that stuff up. Um, the the book, and I've, I say I'm, I'm a bit of the way through it. It's it's a cracking read. Let the good times roll. My life in uh, small faces, faces and the who. Do you pinch yourself sometimes, Kenny? Because you were in three. Uh, you know, people are lucky if they get if they're in one band that that hits quite big. But you were in three of the biggest. I say rock bands, rock and roll bands of the uh, ever. You know, that, it, do you ever look back and go, "Flipping heck, that was me." Oh, no, no. I think all these things. I, I don't think of it as anything special, to be honest. Because basically, I, or I didn't at the time. I suppose it is really in other people's minds, but it's a natural progression of yeah. what I was doing and where I was going in music. In one band, one band sort of finished. The faces started, but you know, purely naturally, then. Then you know Keith died, and I was doing nothing at the time, just sessions and stuff like that. And uh, and then then here we go, and then I ended up being in the Who. So it's kind of weird. I must I, I must have been doing something right drumming wise. I don't know. But and by the way, I love I love the way that proper members of the Who call it the U. That that you know that right, that validates it totally totally. Um, yeah. Uh, Kenny, it, honestly, man, it's such a thrill. Very quickly, one more thing and I'll let you go. There was all this talk, well, actually, it was probably about eight, nine, ten years ago, of, of the faces getting back together with Rod Stewart. Yeah. I know well, it didn't we, happen, and Hucknall did it. Is it going to happen? What happened there? Yeah, well, actually, at my polo club, right, we actually raised money for prostate cancer, 
And the first one, gig I, one I did was I got asked Pete and Roger to, to do it and help out for that one. They, they, so we reformed the three of us together. Oh, brilliant! For that one, we did that one, and and then I, the next year I did uh, I did uh, the same thing with the faces. So me, Rod, and Woody, we had a great time rehearsing and stuff. It's so funny. But we always get together three or four times a year anyway. Yeah. Uh, each other's house and have a good old life and go to a meal at a restaurant causing havoc wherever we go. Good for you, man. Yeah. So, yeah, the, and we have been talking about doing things like Las, Las Vegas, so it's not too much of a hassle, or that sort of thing. And so, because and Rod, Rod's, I said to Rod, Rod, Rod I said, I'm not, I'm not going to do Las Vegas. I said, that's horrible, playing while people are eating. He said, no, it's not the same, Kenny. It's, it, they just, it's more like a gig, you know, it's like, it's an audience. It's, you know, it's more intimate. I said, okay, great, sounds good. So, yeah, so we decided to do that. But all, every time we try and do something, you know, uh, Ronnie or the Stones go on tour. So when, when and we're, we've got to wait till each one of us are free and available. Yeah. Uh, but, so mainly Woody, because I think the Stones, I think Jagger keeps to stopping the faces getting back together. <laughs> is he? Is he doing it because he's jealous? No, no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> hey, Kenny, uh, honestly, man, you, uh, you, I, I saw you years and years ago. I saw you in a rehearsal room called, oh, what was it called? It was um, in in London. Anyway, I, I saw your rehearsal room when I was rehearsing in the band, and we all got really excited. Flip it, it's Kenny Jones. So to talk to you, man, it's it's such a thrill. The book is "Let the Good Times Roll: My Life in Small Faces, Faces, and the Who." Uh, Kenny Jones, it's been such a thrill, man. I wish you continued years of success. Thank you very much. But there's there's more in the book. It's actually an autobiography from the start. And then it's, it's the story of my life in the bands and all that. It's also what I'm like as a person, how I grew up as a kid. Beautiful. Thank uh, you, mate. I'm glad you all like it anyway. So oh, thank you, brother. It's so nice to talk to you, Kenny. Best of luck with everything. Thank you so much. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Moonlit musings for mums, madams, and meatpackers. Oh, never mind, I must have misheard. The Late Night Alternative with Ian Lee. The station's brilliant. On Talk Radio. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.